You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. What is up, podcast people? That was a little weird. My hands are all the way out here. But what's up, podcast people? So glad to see you. I mean, the podcast is back. We're here. Uh, it's been like, man, it's been it's been too long. I don't even know how many weeks it's been, but it's been too long. Uh, Pastor Joey is was again not able to to do the podcast this week. He's got um, something to attend that's uh, that's important and great. But he didn't want to miss another week of the podcast, so he asked me to do it. I'm very thankful for Pastor Joey and Brianna. This is their podcast, and it uh, means a lot that they trust me to come on here and teach the Word of God, which I'm so excited to do. But first. I'm not going to be rating an Oreo, obviously, because Pastor Joey isn't here, but I'm going to be doing something else. Listen, it's 2023. It's time time we use the tools that are at our disposal. So I'm going to be using a little bit of AI today. And what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be blind ranking foods. I'm going to be blind ranking some foods. So I have, uh, if you know, like Snapchat AI, I never use it, but I'm going to use it for this because I think it's going to be useful. Um, and I'm going to ask the, the AI, Hey, just name me a food and I'm going to get six foods and I'm going to blind rank them one to six. And hopefully my list isn't terrible. Okay, here we go. Name a food. Okay. Well, it starts off with pizza. So that's, you know, that's a pretty hot start. Um, man, now I have to rank it. Uh, without knowing what comes next. Um, I'm going to put pizza, maybe a really hot take, but, oh man, pizza's really great. I'm going to put pizza in, I'm going to put pizza in the two. This is my list and I'm going to put pizza in the two. It's, I mean, it's an elite food. I mean, my goodness, it could be one. It could very easily be, easily be one. You know, maybe they give me nothing else that's better than pizza. Who knows? But right now pizza is going to go in my two. Name, whoops, name another food. Wow. They went to the taco. The AI went to the taco. Uh, One through six. Um, That's tough. Tacos are great. I enjoy, I enjoy a nice taco. Not from Taco Bell. If you know, you know. But, um... Four. Four seems a little safe. Maybe I'll regret that, but I'm going to put it in four. All right. Name another food. That's two of them. Uh, here's the third one coming out. Whoo! See, there we go. We got burgers. We got burgers. I'm kind of holding out for chicken. Man, I really want chicken to go in that number one spot for me. Uh, just because I love chicken. But burgers... If I don't get chicken, I'm going to be really upset that I didn't put burgers first because I feel like I I might enjoy a burger more than a pizza sometimes or a piece of pizza sometimes. But I'm going to put burgers in the three. I'd rather have a burger than a taco. So uh, right now I got pizza in the two, burger in the three, taco in the four. I got my middle filled out. I need a one and a five and a six. All right, let's see what we got. Yuck. They gave me sushi. Yuck. 
Sushi for me, automatic six. Okay, all right. Maybe you disagree. Let me know if you disagree with my list so far. But this is my list. And let me know if you disagree with my sushi take. But I don't know. Call me crazy. I like to eat food that's cooked. Sushi's going in the six. All right. Uh, oh. Pasta. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, okay, I have, I have one and five open. Pasta can't go in the five. Right? Oh, but what if I get chicken? I feel like this list that they're giving me is like super like popular stuff. What if they give me chicken? Am I going to put pasta in the five? Here, okay, here's the thing. I would rather have pizza and a burger than pasta. I'd probably rather have pasta than tacos, maybe. But man, this, this kind of hurts. This kind of stings a little bit. But I think I'm going to put pasta in the five. And I'm really going to hope that, that this AI right here gives me chicken or at least something that's not really bad for me to, to put in my one. All right, so my, my one slot, what's going there? Let's see. Ice cream. Does that count? It doesn't really fit the theme for... No, I'm not counting that. That's a dessert. Come on, AI. Do better. Give me another one. We got pizza already. Are you kidding me? This is your whole... You can't... The AI can't think of another food to give me? Here we go. I'm getting upset. Like, come on, AI. This is, this is like, we're worried that this thing is going to take over the world and it can't give me more than six foods. I'm asking it to name me a food other than pizza, taco, tacos, sushi, burger, ice cream, or pasta. Come on. Tex-Mex cuisine. All right, this is just upsetting me at this point. No. Fruits. Fine. I'll put fruits in my one. My goodness. I, I started off well. AI, do better. Or at least Snapchat AI. My goodness. That was, that was a pitiful end. I'm sorry about that ending. Next week, Pastor Joe will be back. We'll be rating Oreos. Just the two of us human beings, you know, and we're not going to have a downfall like that. My goodness. Okay. Anyway. Um, all right. Well, the, the, I don't need to do a cut cause it's just me. I'm already in the middle, but the timestamp for the teaching would be now. Um, I'm going to talk today about our highest authority as Christians talking about our highest authority. Um, this is something that, uh, I was teaching to my middle school Bible class at faith prep and something that's just been on my, on my heart and on my mind, uh, a lot recently is as, as Christians, as followers of Christ, what is our highest authority? And, and do we really recognize it as our highest authority? Because there are, there are a lot of, there are a lot of authorities in, in life in general, right? Like your, 
Um, your, your parents certainly have authority in your life. Maybe if you're in school, your teachers or your principal if, or your boss if you work. Um, you know, the state government, uh, uh, state government, uh, federal government, all of these authorities, even, even something like culture, you know, whether or not we realize it has, has some kind of authority over us. What do, what do I mean by that? Well, if you, you know, were going to a nice restaurant and you dressed in flip-flops and like a tank top, they'd, you know, that would not be acceptable. Why? Because culture would say so, that that's just not what you do. So even culture has, and society has some kind of authority um, that, you know, governs our lives in some way. But as Christians, what is our highest authority? What gets the final say in our lives? It's this book right here. It's the Bible. This Bible, this word of God has the highest and, and the ultimate authority in the life of a Christian, or at least it should. For Christians, this should be our ultimate guide for life. Everything that we believe, everything that we do, our conduct is this book. It, it all comes back to this book. And I'm going to talk about that today. This, um, this, is, this is really for, for followers of Christ. You know, if, if somebody doesn't follow Christ, if somebody isn't a born-again Christian, then we can't really expect them to you know, adhere to everything that the Bible says and teaches, right? But um, that doesn't make it any less true. That doesn't mean, you know, for them that, that the Bible isn't true, you know, my truth, their truth. It's not like, you know, this Bible is my truth, but somebody who doesn't believe in Jesus, you know, it's not their truth. No, this is, this is the truth. This is the truth. It's, it's like not a, not a, it's not up for debate. It's not like a, it, it's sometimes true for some people, but not for others. No, this is the truth. So, you know, just if, if somebody doesn't believe in Christ, it doesn't make this word any less true. But as Christians, it, it would mean that they wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be their ultimate authority. But as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, this, this book, this Holy Bible should be our ultimate authority in life for everything. And it really, really is a, it should be a non-negotiable thing that, as a Christian, I live my life according to the Bible and I, I commit to live my life according to the Bible. I believe what it teaches and, and that's like the, the greatest influence in my life is God's word and what his word says and teaches. If you're a follower of Christ, then this is what you ought to be committed to. This is what you should be committed to. Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse 15, he said, if you love me, obey my commandments. If we, if we say that we're a follower of Christ, then we should obey and, and believe everything in this book, cover to cover. Everything on the inside of it is the word of God and we should believe it and hold it in as the highest level of authority in our lives. And I'm gonna get into what that means. Um, there's been, uh, one of the reasons that this was so just on the, on the front of my mind and, and why I wanted to, to teach about it, which by the way, I, uh, I watched the teaching from Evangelist Wesley Augury. If you're from Impact, you certainly know who he is, but he did a great teaching about the authority of scripture. Um, and, and so, uh, much of what I'm, what I'm getting into today, uh, comes from that teaching, but it was, it was a phenomenal teaching. Uh, you can go find it on his YouTube channel, Wesley Augury. Again, if you come to Impact, you know who he is, but, 
Um, this was on my mind a lot because you can go on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, even like YouTube, and you'll see people preaching and teaching stuff and, and claiming that it's the Bible, but it is, it is far from the truth of this word. And, and that's an issue. Um, you see people bending the Bible to fit how they want to live or to fit, you know, what they feel is best for themselves. You see people practicing things in their lives that don't line up with the Bible, yet they claim that they're Christians. That's an issue. That's something that, um, that, that isn't right to do. And so, and it comes ultimately from a place of, of not holding this book in its proper place in our lives, that this book is inspired by God and it is the highest level of authority that nothing else should come above it. It's not our place, it's not our job, and it's also not within our ability to add or subtract anything from the word of God. It's not our place. We can't do that. The Bible says actually in Revelation chapter 22 that anybody that adds to this book of the law, that it's not gonna go well for you. I believe it's verse um, 18, Revelation 22, 18, that talks about if, if, anybody, if, if anybody's adding anything to, you know, to, uh, to scripture, then, then it's not gonna go well for you. There's gonna be some issues there. But um, why is this important to, to hold the Bible in its proper place? Jesus warns us in, or not Jesus, but um, the word of God warns us in 1 Timothy chapter four, verse one, the apostle Paul writings to Timothy. And he says, now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last time, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. So the apostle Paul is warning us here that, hey, in the, in the last days, there are gonna be people who, you know, whether it's, it's knowingly or unknowingly, intentionally or unintentionally, that are gonna try to teach you some things and say that and claim that they're the word of God, claim that they're, you know, inspired by God, but really they're not. Really they're um, doctrines that ultimately come from demons because they're drawing you away from the reality of the Bible. We need to watch out. We need to watch out for that thing, for those, for those things, for those uh, people, for people teaching something as the word of God, but it's not actually the word of God. And, and part of that is, is that we actually, like as Christians, we need to know the Bible and be able to study it and interpret it the right way. That's uh, like, that's certainly very, very important that we know it, but we also need to recognize the Bible as our ultimate authority and not people or culture or society or government or anything else. We need to recognize, we need to come back to a place as Christians, as the body of Christ in general, where this book is held as the highest regard in our lives. And anything else is, is not on that level, that there is nothing else on the level of this book, that there's nothing else on the level of this book. Why? Why is, you know, why is this Bible our ultimate authority? Why is it our highest level of authority? Because this is the only book, this is the only religious book that claims divine inspiration. This is the only thing that claims to be written and penned by God. That, that God actually inspired every word in the Bible. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. If you, if you come to Impact, I'm sure that Pastor Joey has, uh, has read this scripture to you before or to us before. But 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. 
It says all scripture, notice that, all scripture from Genesis to Revelation, all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. What is that saying? It's saying that this book was not written by men who were just writing down what they thought was cool. This book is actually the inspired word of God. And because it's God's word, it's completely without error and it it absolutely cannot fail. And it's eternal. It lasts forever. This is God's book. God is the author of this book. Not, Not any person, not any man or woman. 2 Peter 1, verse 20 through 21, it says, above all, the Bible says, above all, you must realize that no prophecy in scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. No, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. This, the, the men and women that God used to write this book were not writing down their opinions. They weren't writing down what they thought would be important for Christians 2,000 years later to understand. No, they were being carried along, literally moved by the Holy Spirit, an unction of the Holy Spirit to write what they wrote. God didn't, you know, uh, use them as robots. They, they didn't like lose all sense of their consciousness and everything, but God used their personality and, and by the Holy Spirit inspired them to write his will, to write his word, not their own ideas, not their own thoughts or opinions. So the Bible is fully inspired and fully authoritative. This Bible, as a Christian, if you're a true Bible-believing Christian, then, then this Bible, then we believe that this, this word is fully, completely, 100% inspired and authoritative in our lives. And we don't get to pick and choose what is and isn't inspired. We don't get to pick and choose what God did right. You know, God, you know, cool. You know, obviously the, the words that Jesus spoke, like those are in red, obviously like that's the word of God. That was Jesus. But you know, all that stuff in the old Testament, all the, all the epistles and everything, you know, that's not the word of God, stuff like that. Like we don't have to take anything from that. No, we don't get to pick and choose. This whole book is inspired by God. Second Timothy chapter three, 16, all scripture, not some, not parts, all scripture. And Evangelist Wesley in his teaching did a really, really great job of, of um, proving that biblically that all scripture is, is God breathed. So if you want to go um, watch that, I'd encourage you to, it was phenomenal. But for the sake of time, uh, I'm not going to get into that right now because there's something else that I want to talk about. But this book is fully inspired. And so it, it should be, and it is, as a, as a true Christian, as a real Christian, a, a non-negotiable that this book is fully inspired and it is our highest level of authority. Okay, I've said that it's our highest level of authority or it's our ultimate authority probably 20 times already. What do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? The Bible is our highest authority. What do I mean? I mean that if you're given an instruction or if you experience something in life that contradicts what this Bible says, then you as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, are to adhere your life to this Bible over that instruction or that experience. Simply put, it's the Bible over everything and everyone else. The Bible over everything and everyone else. 
follow this word, live your life, model your life after this word, believe what it teaches over everyone and everything else. If somebody tells you something that doesn't line up with this word, don't even hear it. Don't even hear it. If you know that there's a contradiction, if somebody tells you like, and like this is extreme, but, but you can think of it like this and it can apply to everything in the Bible. But if somebody, were, if somebody were to tell you, and I'm not telling you this, certainly, but if somebody were to tell you, hey, go, go hit that guy with a golf club in the head. Are you going to do it? No. Why are you not going to do it? Because it's not right to do? Because obviously, like, that person could die. That person would be seriously injured. Because it's not right? Yeah, you're right. It's absolutely not right. Why is it not right? Because the Bible says don't murder anybody. <laughs> and so that's an extreme example, I know, but we can, we can apply that same principle to every teaching and every doctrine in the Bible. That if somebody's telling you to do something and you know that it doesn't line up with the Bible, don't do that thing. Don't do that thing. This Bible is our highest level of authority. Plain and simple, that it's the Bible over everything and everyone else. Friends, no, the Bible. The Bible over parents, right. The Bible over society, over culture, teachers, leaders, government officials. The Bible over even your own feelings or your circumstances. Listen to this, even the Bible over, over pastors and over teachers. Like I'm, I'm, I recognize that like you could you could think that there's a contradiction in what I'm saying because I'm I'm teaching you this and I'm encouraging you this but I'm also saying that you should listen to the Bible over me. Yeah, you absolutely should listen to the Bible over me. Because I'm a man. Like I mess up. But I'm doing my best to teach you the Bible. I I'm, you know, everything that I am teaching you is from the Bible, but I'm encouraging you that you should check the scripture. You should search the scripture to make sure that what I'm telling you is actually from the Bible. Any, re any respectable uh, minister of the Bible is gonna tell you, or, or at least like, you know, not discourage you from going and checking out what they're saying, doing further study on it, you know, making sure that what they're telling you is right. I, I promise you that what I'm telling you is right, that the Bible is our highest level of authority as a Christian. But go and, go and you know, Study it for yourself. Go and make sure that I'm actually teaching you the right thing. Uh, the Berean Jews in Acts chapter 17, verse 11, they did this. They received teaching and then they actually went and studied the scriptures to, to basically double check it. That's great. You know, when you're, um, when you're at, a, at church and when you're at, at Impact or when you're at another church someday, when you grow up and, and you move away or whatever, like, make sure that, that who's preaching to you is actually preaching to you the Bible. That what they're saying actually lines up with the word of God. If any, if any pastor or, like, minister or, or teacher or anything gets up and, and claims that they're going to, you know, bring you a word from God and then throws the book away, hey, you might as well just get up and leave. If, if they say that, hey, we don't need this thing, we're not going to mess with the Bible today, you can just get up and leave. There's nothing in there that's for you. There's nothing in there worthwhile for you to stay and receive from. Because like, like, like 
we're not here to give opinions. We're not here. I'm not here on the podcast today to tell you what I think that, oh, I think that the Bible is your highest, that it should be your highest level of authority. No, God, God tells us that the Bible is to be our highest level of authority. That's why we should listen to it. That's why we should actually pay attention to this and and apply it in our lives. The Bible is to be our highest level of authority over anyone and anything else. Anything else that somebody tells you or, or somebody you know tries to teach you, gives you instruction. This book is our highest level of authority. Listen to this book. It, I'll put it like this. If you're, if you're at a crossroads where somebody is giving you instruction or somebody's giving you advice, but you know that it contradicts or goes against what the Bible teaches, And so you can go this way and listen to that instruction or listen to that advice, or you can go this way and listen to the Bible. Choose this way. Choose the Bible way. Don't don't listen to this if it means giving up this. I hope that that's making sense, that I'm not saying that we're not to listen to any advice, that we're not to listen to any instruction, that anything that your parents or your teachers ever tells you, like you don't have to listen to that because the Bible's my ultimate authority and I don't have to listen to anything that you say. No, the Bible's very clear in, in a lot of areas that we're to listen to instruction. Something like, um, you know, your teachers, if your, teachers tell, if your teacher tells you to do something in school, uh, the Bible's clear, Titus 3.1, that... Uh, Oh, it's the wrong, it's the wrong scripture verse. But that we are to honor those who are in authority over us. The Bible is very clear about that. You know, your parents, Exodus 20, verse 12, the Bible says to honor your father and mother. So when your when your mom or dad tells you to, to clean your room or to go take out the trash, you can't look at them and say, No, I don't have to listen to you. The Bible's my ultimate authority. No, like, like the Bible clearly says, hey, honor your father and mother. Right, So I'm not saying in this teaching that you can never accept godly advice and that you should never accept any instruction from anybody else. But what I am telling you is that if, if you receive that or if somebody is giving you instruction or giving you um, advice, telling you to do something, and it goes against scripture, don't do that thing. Don't do that thing. Why? Because we obey God rather than man. We don't, we don't bow down to man and whatever, you know, people tell us to do if it contradicts the word of God. We don't do that as Christians. We don't do that as real, genuine, born-again Christians. We don't do that. Why? Because this is the inspired word of God. All of it is fully inspired. All of it is authoritative and powerful and governs every area of our lives, our conduct, what we believe, what we do, how we, how we aim to live our lives. It's all based on this book. And we live according to this book, or we should live according to this book, rather than any person or any institution. So let me give you a couple examples. I already gave you the example. Uh, like your teacher gives you an instruction uh, that doesn't line up with the Bible. Don't do that. Listen to the Bible. Um, honor your father and mother. Here's what, Here's, what, uh, here's where it gets real. Here's where it gets real. What if, you know, you say like, all right, cool, you know, I should listen to the Bible, but what happens if like the government were to tell me to do something? Like what happens, for example, if the government comes out with a law 
that says you can't pray, you cannot read the Christian Bible. You can't do it. What happens? What are we to do as Christians? That's like, that's like a serious thing. And, and you know, I, we all have to be watchful that we like are strong in our faith and strong with our relationship with God, strong enough that if that moment were to ever come, and that's likely, like that's not impossible. The Bible talks about persecution and suffering, but suffering for the sake of the gospel, stuff like, stuff like, um, like what I'm, this example that I'm giving you. But if that were to ever happen, we have to be like watchful and mindful that our relationship with God is strong enough that we wouldn't just cave in at, at the at that pressure. And that'd be some pressure. Like if if the government is telling you, hey, you do this or you go to jail, that's some pressure. But we're we're to fear God and we're to hold God in the highest regard and his word in the highest regard for our lives. So the example, what if the government told us, you know, not to pray? Not to, not to pray. Well, that happened to Daniel in the book of Daniel. He was instructed that you can't pray to anyone besides the king. But what did Daniel do? He kept praying to God. He kept praying to God. He obeyed God rather than obeying man. And what happened? Many of you, you know, maybe have heard this story. He got thrown into the lion's den. But what happened to him in there? God shut the mouths of the lions so that he was protected. And then he had extreme favor on the other side of that. God protected him. It's not like, it's not like God's going to like hang us out to dry when we're obeying the Bible. Rather than obeying man. That was close. He's not going to hang us out to dry. He's not going to hang us out to dry. We should be willing to, you know, if it comes to it, hey, I'll choose, I'll choose death here on earth rather than disobeying God and going against the Bible. That's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to do. They, uh, they, were, they, they chose to obey God rather than obey man and didn't bow down to the golden statue of the king. And, and they were going to be thrown into the fiery furnace. And, uh, man, let me see if I can find that real quick because that, that passage of scripture is so powerful. Um, Daniel 3.18. Let me find the, the context real quick. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're basically, the king is saying, hey, if you don't do this, like this is your last chance. If you don't do this, you're going to be thrown into the fiery furnace. And this is what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego say in Daniel chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. They said, if the God we... If the God whom we serve exists, then he is able to deliver us from the blazing fiery furnace and from your hand, O king. But watch this, man, this is tough. They say, but even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden statue you have set up. What are they saying? What are they saying? They're saying, hey, even if, or what did they say? They said, hey, even if it means that we have to die, like, even if it means that we have to die, we're going to obey God rather than obeying, you know, this thing that is clearly against God's will. That's where we need to get as Christians. That if somebody's telling you something, man, and you know that it doesn't line up with the Bible, don't do that thing. Why? Because that, that instruction is not your highest level of authority. 
This book is our highest level of authority. Ben, even over the government? Yeah, even over the government. Why? Because the government is made up of people and people are corruptible. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to get across. But this book is incorruptible. This book is completely and fully inspired by God. Powerful, alive and active sharper than any two-edged sword. This book is inspired and fully authoritative. It is without error and is absolutely cannot fail because it is God's word and not man's. And so for that reason, this book is to be our highest level of authority above everything and everyone else. This book is to be our highest level of authority. Obey God rather than obeying man. Um, Acts chapter five, Peter, and I think James and John's, James and John's, James and John too. In Acts chapter five, they, they were preaching Jesus and they got thrown into prison for it. And then miraculously, God got them out. And then in verse 29, or, or God got them out and then they started preaching again. They got thrown in prison for preaching Jesus. God miraculously delivered them they got out and started preaching Jesus again. And the, the religious leaders came and they said in verse 28, Acts 5, 28, we gave you strict orders never again to teach in this man's name, Jesus. He said, instead, you filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about him and you want to make us responsible for his death. Look at what Peter says in verse 29. But Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than any human authority. Man, that, that sums up what I'm trying to get across right now. We must obey God rather than any human authority. Obey this book. Hold this book as the highest regard, the highest level of authority, the ultimate level of authority in your life as a Christian. If you're a real Christian, if you consider yourself a, like a real Christian, this book is to be your highest level of authority above any other human authority. Watch this. Even, even your own feelings or experiences. And this is also where it gets really tough. You know, I just don't, I just don't really feel like cursing is a big deal. You know, I, I think that God is cool with that. You know, I think that was probably like, you know, something that, you know, was more of an Old Testament thing. Like now, like we're cool, you know, like you'll hear people say stuff like this. And I'm just using this example just because I thought of it. But you'll hear people say stuff like this. Oh, you know, tithing was just an Old Testament thing. Oh, you know, uh, homosexuality isn't really a sin. Like all that kind of stuff. Like, no, the Bible, the Bible doesn't change. And the Bible's very clear about this kind of thing. So, oh, you know, I just... I just feel like, you know, it's not really a big deal if I curse, you know. I don't really think that that God is is upset with me when I curse. I just, you know, whatever. And they completely ignore scriptures like Ephesians 4.29 that say, let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that which is good for building up and encouraging. But, oh, I just don't feel like it. Oh, too bad. Like, you know, if you're a Christian, too bad. If you don't, you know, consider yourself to be a Christian and a follower of Christ, then okay, feel, feel whatever you want. You're free to feel that way. doesn't make it true. But if you're a Christian, your feelings are not the most important thing in life. Feelings are, are cool and feelings are great. They're from God. 
but they're not more important than the word of God. They're not more authoritative than the word of God. What about my circumstances? You know? Oh, I, you know. Sorry, getting a call. thought I put it on do not disturb. Your circumstances that, um, you know, I, I feel sick in my body right now. Let me tell you, I, I felt sick in my body last week, but I told myself, I don't really care if I feel that right now or if I'm experiencing that right now. I am not sick because I'm not gonna ignore what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 53, that Jesus took my sickness and bore my illness and that by his stripes, I am healed. So like I was not feeling well. That was like a, a circumstance that I was going through. But this book is a higher authority and is more powerful than the circumstance that I was dealing with. So I stood on this book and let me tell you, that first day that I wasn't feeling well, that was the worst that I felt. And the next day I felt better and the next day I felt completely fine. Why? Because this book is the highest authority in my life. Because this book is actually true, actually inspired by God, actually fully authoritative and actually works. We're, we're not to hold our feelings or our circumstances above the word of God in our lives. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 tells us clearly that we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't live our lives as Christians by what we see in this natural world or what we experience or what we feel. Again, feelings are a good thing. Feelings are from God, but they are not to dictate every part of our lives. They're not to dictate every part of our lives. I hope that I hope that this teaching got across to you uh, watching. I really do. And I hope I didn't seem like, you know, I'm just yelling at you <laughs> or or that I think that you're a bad Christian, you know, if if you've ever maybe not held the Bible in its proper place as as the highest authority in your life. I've been there, like, like I've been there. But what I'm telling you now is that we need to get serious about, about the authority of this book as the inspired word of God in our lives. And we need to make sure that nothing is above it, that there is no greater influence in our lives than this holy Bible. That's what it means to be a real Christian. Pastor Joey started a, a new series at Impact last night about real Christianity. Being a real Christian means that you hold this book above everything else in your life. Why? Because it is the word of God. It is without error. It is unable to fail. And it is completely eternal. Um, so yeah, I hope that, I hope that um, everything made sense. And I hope that uh, it blessed you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. And, and I want to pray in general just for the church of Jesus Christ. Because one thing that um, I'm very, very thankful for, and I probably should have mentioned earlier, is that at Impact Youth, you have a pastor and you have pastors, Pastor Joey and Brianna, who, who live this out, who actually preach and teach you the Bible and don't you know, do gymnastics around some certain things or cut some certain things out. They'll preach you the entirety of, of, of what the Bible says about any given topic. 
and Pastor Frank at Faith Church. Again, very, very thankful for a pastor, for Pastors Frank and Lisa, who do the same. That, that they're not cutting things out of the Bible. They're not making it, you know, more appealing. Nonsense. That they're not making it more appealing to people in the outside world. This book doesn't, doesn't need to be made more appealing. It actually has a power to change somebody's life. But I'm very thankful for, for Pastors Joey and Brianna, Pastors Frank and Lisa, for Impact Youth and Faith Church, that, that we have a church here. And if you're an Impact student, you should be very thankful for your youth pastors because they don't, you know, cut anything out of the Word of God when they're preaching it to you and teaching you it. But this is something that the church in general is, is, is getting more and more further away from. And it's, it's problematic to see. And so I just want to pray for, for you watching and just for the church of Jesus Christ in general, um, that we'd come back to a place of holding the word of God as the, the true highest authority in our lives. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Lord, to teach. God, I pray for every single person listening to this teaching right now that, that your word would minister to them, God, and that you would touch their hearts and their minds to understand this truth, that your holy word is the ultimate authority in a true Christian's life. God, I pray that the church globally would come back to a place of holding the Bible in its proper place as the highest authority in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Thank you so much for, uh, for hanging out. Um, Pastor Joey will be back next week. We'll see you then. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We hope you are blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless.